Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue on our journey through the book of Genesis with chapter 12. In, in chapter 12, the focus shifts from a global perspective to just one man and his family, and from them he will change the world globally. In verse 1, the Lord had said to Abraham, Leave your native country, your relatives and your father's family, and go to the land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make you famous, and you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who treat you with contempt. All the families on earth will be blessed through you. So here we have the Abrahamic covenant, and this covenant does get turned fulfilled. And this is the turning point of the Bible. God chooses us. And this is the foreshadowing of the church as well. And the Messiah is going to be born through the bloodline of Abraham. So this family will be a blessing to all the families on earth. And he makes promises to Abraham in this covenant that he's he's forming with Abraham, Abraham now. God will make Abraham into a great nation. God will bless him and nations will be blessed through him. And God will give them the land of Canaan. And Abraham was God's answer to the sin problem. This Abrahamic covenant is going to be the answer to the issue we have with sin. And he tells Abraham to go make and bless. And 42 generations later, we have Jesus who arrived at the scene. So let's continue. I don't want to get too far ahead of myself in verse four. So Abraham departed as the Lord had instructed and Lot went with him. Abraham was 75 years old when he left Haran. He took his wife, Sarai, his nephew, Lot, and all his wealth, his livestock, and all the people he had taken into his household at Haran. And he headed for the land of Canaan. When they arrived in Canaan, Abraham traveled through the land as far as Shechem. There he set up camp beside the Oak of Moray. At that time, the area was inhabited by Canaanites. So he left. God told him to go and he left. He left his family, his friends, his land, everything that was familiar to him. He left and God did not tell him where he was going to be going. There was no destination. God just said to just trust him and God would lead him. And he does that. And God picked Abram because he's a superstar because of his obedience to God. He's not perfect. And you'll see as we read along that he's definitely not perfect. But he was obedient and did what God asked him to do when God asked him to do it. And in verse 7, Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I will give this land to your descendants. And Abram built an altar there and dedicated it to the Lord who had appeared to him. So he is now told that this is indeed the land. Where you are here, this is your land. And the first thing that Abram does is builds an altar and worships God. In verse 8, After that, Abram traveled south and set up camp in the hill country, with Bethel to the west and Ai to the east. There he built another altar and dedicated dedicated it to the Lord, and he worshipped the Lord. 
Then Abraham continued traveling south by stages toward the Negev. So obedience is key, and Abraham is traveling in a tent, a very temporary housing unit. But when he builds the altar to the Lord, he builds altars of rock, which are more permanent. And God is permanent, and this house we're in right now is temporary. The Bible is built on covenants, which are agreements that God makes and promises God keeps that bring us back to him. And the selfish pursuit of fame is idolatry. But here God brings Abraham fame, and he brings forth the blessing that is going to be straight from God, and then he gives Abraham the fame and blessing that is going to happen through God. And we'll continue in verse 10. At that time, a severe famine struck the land of Canaan, forcing Abram to go to Egypt, where he lived as a foreigner. As he was approaching the border of Egypt, Abram said to his wife Sarai, Look, you are a very beautiful woman. When the Egyptians see you, they will say, This is his wife. Let's kill him, and then we can have her. So please tell them you are my sister. Then they will spare my life and treat me well because of their interest in you. And sure enough, when Abraham arrived in Egypt, everyone noticed Sarai's beauty. When the palace officials saw her, they sang her praises to Pharaoh, their king, and Sarai was taken into his palace. Then Pharaoh gave Abraham many gifts because of her, sheep, goats, cattle, male and female donkeys, male and female servants, and camels. But the Lord sent terrible plagues upon Pharaoh, and his household became because of Sarai, Abram's wife. So Pharaoh summoned Abram and accused him sharply. What have you done to me, he demanded. Why didn't you tell me she was your wife? Why did you say she is my sister and allow me to take her as my wife? Now then, here is your wife. Take her and get out of here. Pharaoh ordered some of his men to escort them, and he sent Abram out of the country, along with his wife and all his possessions. So right out of the bat, he trusts God and goes blindly into a foreign land, but yet he doesn't trust God that God's going to keep him safe in Egypt, and instead he creates a lie. And this is the line that God is going to use that's going to get us to Calvary. The line is started, and God is not going to allow Abram to mess this up. So God intervenes, and he called Abram to bring forth blessing to the nations, not curses. And his lie brought curses to Egypt. And though through Jesus, the whole world is going to be blessed if they choose to trust in Jesus, and he just needed to trust in God who already brought him to the promised land. So through lying and deception, he ends up bringing a form of curses to the nation instead of blessing. And compromise is never a part of God's plan. And um, God is in control and God is faithful. So he, he knows he can trust God. Look how far he's already brought him. So we'll continue on with chapter 13. So Abram left Egypt. He went back north into the Negev along with his wife and Lot and all that they owned. Abram was very rich in livestock, silver, and gold. From the Negev, they continued traveling by stages toward Bethel. And they pitched their tents between Bethel and Ai, where they had camped before. 
This was the same place where Abraham had built the altar, and there he worshipped the Lord again. So God brings him back to his first altar, and Bethel is a house of God, a place of commitment. That's what the word Bethel means. And God brings them back to that very place before he screwed up in Egypt, and he brings them back to where he was promised the land. In verse 5, Lot, who was traveling with Abram, had also become very wealthy with flocks of sheep and goats, herds of cattle, and many tents. But the land could not support both Abram and Lot with all their flocks and herds living so close together. So disputes broke out between the herdsmen of Abram and Lot. At that time, Canaanites and Perizzites were also living in the land. So it's getting a little squishy. In verse 8, finally Abram said to Lot, Let's not allow this conflict to come between us or our herdsmen. After all, we are close relatives. The whole countryside is open to you. Take a choice of any section of the land you want, and we will separate. If you want the land to the left, then I'll take the land to the right. If you prefer the land on the right, then I'll go left. So he is taking the higher road and he's being very humble and using the voice of, of of wisdom. Their possessions had gotten too big. So instead of getting rid of stuff, they chose to separate. But Abraham is being very humble about it. Verse 10, Lot took a long look at the fertile plains of the Jordan Valley in the direction of Zoar. The whole area was well watered everywhere, like the garden of the Lord or the beautiful land of Egypt. This was before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. Lot chose for himself the whole Jordan Valley to the east of them. He went there with his flocks and servants and parted company with his uncle Abram. So Abram settled in the land of Canaan, and Lot settled among the cities of the plain. But the people of this area were extremely wicked and constantly sinned against the Lord. So Lot made the choice. Lot got to choose, and he chose based on what he saw. And he ended up choosing and lived right next to where there was a lot of wickedness and sin. And it's basically this this righteous man, he goes a little bit wrong and sets up shop right right near where the sicked, the wicked and sinful people are living. And in verse 14, after Lot had gone, the Lord said to Abram, Look as far as you can see in every direction, north and south, east and west. I am giving you all this land, as far as you can see, to you and your descendants as a permanent possession. And I will give you so many descendants that, like the dust of the earth, they cannot be counted. Go and walk through the land in every direction, for I am giving it to you. So Abram moved his camp to Hebron and settled near the oak grove belonging to Mamre. There he built another altar to the Lord. So he receives the promised land by trusting and obeying God. And God renewed the covenant with him that he had taken a small detour from in Egypt. And he reconfirms the terms of the covenant. And he had no children yet, but God is promising him descendants. And he is exactly where God wants him to be. He's exactly where God's plan took him to be. And what did he do? He had to take a faith walk. He trusted by, he trusted God's promise that this land was his. And he took a faith walk through the land, just as God had told him to do. And 
he was moving tents and building altars to God. The very first thing he did when God said, this is the land, take it. He built another altar to God and worshiped God. So he is definitely exactly where God wants him to be. And his faith walk, true trust in Jesus and trust in God's name, not Jesus yet, but everything is pointing to Jesus here. The line is bringing us to Calvary and we're getting closer to Jesus, the seed of Eve that's going to crush the seed of Satan. So we will stop there and continue on through our trail walk tomorrow. I hope you all are having a great day.